0: Hello and welcome to the Informed Traveller podcast, part of the Informed Traveller radio show, which is heard each week on Chorus Radio. It's a travel podcast where our goal is to help you become a more informed traveller. And I'm your host, Randy Sharman. In our podcast this week, in a few moments, we'll learn about one of Alberta's top attractions, and that is the Passion Play that will return again this summer at the Amphitheatre in Drumheller. And then we'll head south to the Florida Keys and visit the Hawks Cay Resort. And if Italy is on your mind to visit in the coming months, you might want to get some help and insight on planning your trip using a website called Expat Pal. So we'll hear more about how that works later in the podcast. But first, as I mentioned, let's begin talking about the Return of the Passion play at the Badlands Amphitheater. In Drumheller, Alberta, it consistently gets rave reviews and is rated the number one attraction in Drumheller by TripAdvisor. So joining us now to tell us more about the passion play and the amphitheatre is Vance Newdorf. He's the executive director of the Badlands Amphitheatre in Drumheller. The website is badlandsamp.com. Must be pretty exciting returning again this summer, Vance, after uh, having to take a two-year break.
1: Yes, I mean... Two years uh, with no ticket revenues and not much going on. I mean, we have been building a new art center, and that's been really exciting. But we exist to bring the public in and our guests and to put on shows. So with nothing, you feel like uh, like the people in the um, Beauty and the Beast. You know, two years we've been rusting, needing so much <laughs> more than dusting. You know, exercise, a chance to prove our skills. So, yeah, we want we want to show off a little bit. So it's kind of hard when you're alone.
0: Uh, So how long has the Passion Play been running now in Drumheller?
1: Well, we've been going 30 years, but of course with two years off, this is going to be our 27th season uh, coming up, and it's going to be a great one. I mean, we're going to be bringing back a script that we used from 2006 to 2010. Uh, We've reformatted it and worked a whole lot more on it, put some new music in there. Uh, It's one that we're really, uh, at two years, we've been able to actually hone a lot of things, get ahead of the curve on building set and props and things. So it's going to be a good
0: one. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure a lot of people are excited about it. There's a lot of work, though, that goes on behind the scenes, isn't there, when to put on a production like this?
1: Oh, it's, it's a big budget piece. It's like having a movie set, really, because you've got five directors. Six stage managers, you've got this big cast to move about and feed. It, it is like being on a movie set. And uh, we welcome people to come and be part of that with volunteer actors and such. And it is a great piece. I mean, it uh, Fast Forward magazine said it didn't doesn't matter who you are or what your beliefs are. This is a spectacle to behold. And, and that's just true. It, we tell the story well. Uh, we tell it uh, theatrically. It's a nice piece of drama as well. So it is worth coming out and checking out. And uh, we're going to go up on July 1st this year. And the badlandsamp.com, you can get tickets to either any one of the nine performances that are there.
0: Yeah, so it runs the, the weekends, right? So it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, starting July 1st for three weekends, correct?
1: Correct, yeah. Up, and it's like the cactus in the hills around us. They come up and bloom in all their glory for a very short time frame, and then they're gone. And you got to catch it while it's out there.
0: Are these afternoon performances or evenings? When do they run? Uh, so the Friday and the Saturday, those are evening performances. Those start
1: around 6 o'clock. And the uh, Sunday one is the one that's more of a matinee. It's a 4 o'clock one, not just those people that want to come in, drive in, and then leave and go back again. Uh,
0: how did this come about, anyways, 30 years uh, you ago? You know what? It's, well, it, was, it
1: goes back even farther than that. It goes back to the 1960s when the... Minister of Highways, his name is Gordon Taylor, uh, was working in the area and he um, had been on a recent trip to the Middle East and he said to the people in Drumheller, hey, you guys should do a passion play. This is a perfect location. And then it sat for a while until Laverne Erickson from the Rosebud Theatre took up the challenge in the early 90s and said, hey, let's get some people together. Let's try this out. And then someone donated the land for this incredible amphitheatre that we own here. And uh, away they went. And it's just been this really interesting piece. It's, it's one of the few passion plays in the world that isn't static. It changes every year. So there's always a new bit or piece uh, to the performance. Uh, we've done musical versions. We've done all kinds of things. It's a very creative piece.
0: Well, let's talk about the amphitheater itself. Uh, what do I need to know about it?
1: Well, you need to know that uh, it is outdoors. I mean, we've got pretty stable weather here. We do uh, our best to... Uh, Give you a, a good shot at the weather, but uh, if if one show does get called, then we let you uh, just ride that over into another one and move forward from there. Uh, I would say you know you plan for all sorts of weather because this is Alberta, and we all know that it can change in five minutes. But uh, come prepared for just enjoying yourself and being enthralled by this spectacle on this stage. Our stage is the largest stage. In all of Canada, theatrical stage, it's six acres in size that our actors will set foot on. So there's action going on all around you, through the audience. It's a very immersive piece of theatre. How many does it seat? Our our amphitheatre seats 2,500 people. And uh, it's a really unique place. Everybody that comes in, I do a lot of tours. And inevitably, when they walk through those gates, they'll go, "Okay, I saw pictures, but I just didn't get it. Uh, until you're there, and it's it's like being in a painting it's, it's such
0: a you know uh, a different experience to walk in there, Are there is there concessions open for that because it's a three hour production right yes, it's three hour, but that includes
1: your intermission so three hours includes a half hour intermission in the middle, so at that there is concession, and we also bring the golf carts right out into the um, audience with water and ice cream and snacks and that sort of thing so people don't have to even leave their seats per se other than just walk down to the front so we look after our folks uh, with people that have mobility issues we've got carts to take you right to your seat that sort of thing so we do uh we do or have learned i guess over 27 years how to do it right
0: well i guess you have it does get rave reviews constantly and uh i'm sure you've checked TripAdvisor. it's rated the uh, number one thing to do in Drumheller. So you can check out BadlandsAmp.com, the website. And Vance Newdorf is the executive director for the Badlands Amphitheater in Drumheller. Thanks, Vance. Yeah, you bet. It's been wonderful to be with you. Well, if you're a fan of drive vacations, one spot that offers spectacular ocean views is the Florida Keys. And one place that offers a great location to stop for a few days is the Hawks K Resort. It's located almost dead center of the Florida Keys. So joining us now to tell us more about the Hawks K Resort is Sheldon Suga. He's the VP Managing Director of the Hawks K Resort. Hawksk.com is the website. Hi, Sheldon. Hi, how are you? I'm well, thank you. Tell me uh, a little bit of background on the Hawks K Resort, how long you've been in operation, where you're located, all those uh, basic things.
2: Well, Hawks Cay started way back in 1960 as the Indies Inn, and in the early 80s, uh, new owners purchased the resort, and it became Hawks Cay Resort. And uh, we've got... You we know, had 177 hotel guest rooms here, and um, Duck Key. And actually, we're on Duck Key, and we also have uh, 250 uh, two, three, and four-bedroom townhome villas. We have a, a full-service marina with uh, you know with 80 slips here, and and so we've got a little bit of everything.
0: Well, I'm, I was looking on your website, hawksk.com. Uh, it looks absolutely fabulous. And you do have a wide variety of different types of accommodations. And it seems to be the location is uh, almost perfect where you are located in the Keys because you're kind of like, you know, if you wanted to visit some, like go down to Key West, you're not that far away. You're not that far away from some of the other areas, right?
2: Exactly. We're, we're actually almost right in the middle of the Florida Keys at Mall Market 61. And it's really a, um, you know, a, a destination in itself. You know, which and a lot of people find they pull in, and and sometimes they never leave. You know, until you know to, until they're going back home. Again.
0: <laughs> well, that, I, that's what I was getting at. It seems to me, and then the different types of accommodations that you offer, which uh, we can get into in a in a minute here, but. That seems to me, yeah, if you you just kind of park at your location and then tour around the rest of the Keys for uh, a few days or maybe a week or so or longer, uh, that would be kind of like the perfect uh, scenario, wouldn't it? It is. It really is. So tell me about the accommodations, the different types that you have. Uh, Basically, you can, you know, uh, like people always say, you got something for everybody, but really you do.
2: Yeah, we do. I mean, uh, you know, in our we have 177, uh, you know, guest rooms, and amongst those we have water view rooms. We have, you know, the island view rooms. Uh, we have uh, Lanai rooms, which have uh, their own decks. Uh, half of them look out at an area that we have that is adults only. It's an adult pool area, and then we have uh, Lanais with uh, queen beds that um, overlook the family pool. And so, and then we had the the townhome villas um, that, you know, they're two, three and four bedrooms, different sizes. And uh, there, a lot of people love, love those, especially with young children.
0: Oh, for sure. Um, As far as international visitors now, I I, I would imagine most people fly into Miami, Fort Lauderdale or Key West, and then rent a car or something. That's probably the easiest way to get around, is it not?
2: It, It is. It really is. I mean, um, it's a great drive. It's, you know, either way, uh, when you come in from uh, from you know Miami, Fort Lauderdale, and you hit the Keys, it's it's a different world. And especially if you fly into Key West, of course, you see the island chain, and uh, you see extraordinary views of, of the waters that surround us, because you, you've got the Atlantic on one side and then you got the waters of Florida Bay
0: on the other. Mm-hmm. Well, you do have some amazing photos on your website. Again, it's com. Tell me about uh, some of the activities people like to do.
3: Ooh.
2: Well, you know, we are definitely a water-based uh, activity resort. You've got, of course, starting with our marina, the marina's got a, with uh, uh, its it slips and everything, so you can fish, you can go on uh, guided tours uh, uh, on a private boat, you you can go uh, paddle boarding, uh, kayaking, uh, there's, so there's a lot, all all water to be, and again, we're surrounded by water, so, I mean, it's not like you have to travel anywhere uh, <laughs> to see it. Uh, we've got a saltwater lagoon, uh, for those that just want to lay out in the sun, so, uh, you know, the, the Florida Keys have a, have a few beaches, but uh, we're... Uh, where we're sitting at, we have a, our own private um, lagoon surrounded by sand, so that uh, you're kind of protected from the elements. Mm-hmm. Even on, on, on um, windy days, you can just still enjoy the, being in salt water. And of course, then we have our freshwater pools, and people love that area. You know, uh, there's an assortment that we have a kids club, so the kids area has its own pool and and a, and a pirate ship pool, or they can you know. Uh, Play putt putt golf, or uh, play ten uh, play um, volleyball, basketball, and then we've got tennis. and And we recently just renovated and added uh, eight pickleball courts. Uh,
0: so, and now tell me a little bit about the dining options too. Like, there's there's lots to choose from there as well. There is. I mean, we have our signature restaurant, which is our sixty
2: one prime uh, steak and seafood restaurant. And then we have uh, to our um, Anger and Ale restaurant located on our marina, which is all fresh uh, seafood, and and boy, that that's just an experience itself as you overlook um, the marina. And then we've got you know dining options around our pool, so and, and over at our kids area. So you, in total, we've had six different dining options
0: here at mm-hmm. the store. And you have a number of events coming up. Tell me about uh, what's ahead in the next few months.
2: Well, what we've done is, in the, you know, besides our our standard um, U.S. holidays, and we've got Memorial Day weekend coming up, in certainly our July 4th. But on top of that, we have um, we just finished uh, one of our keys to country uh, events. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had uh, our headliner was Cassidy Pope, and um, and our next event won't be till the end of the summer. it will be at the, at the end of August and uh, and so that's two nights of country music here at the resort.
0: Are you getting into the uh, slower season now? Uh, I would assume that winter, the winter months are or more busier for you. But am I correct on that, or is it just busy, or are you, you get a steady flow of, of guests year round?
2: Well, actually, spring and fall are, are kind of shoulder months, but uh, we'll be going. Summers is, is very are, busy, are very busy here. Are very busy. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we have uh, what starts off right after summer in our going into fall is we have our uh, heroes salute event. And what we do is we offer special rates to uh, first responders and military. So, and, and so on to the first responders, of course, medical and uh, police and fire, hmm. and that extends into Canada, too. You know, it's not just uh, U.S. Um, first responders. Uh, anything you want
0: to add I might have missed?
2: I did forget to mention that we have an incredible spa here. We have a, you know, um, you know it's, uh, some people like to take a break and get, you know, and get a nice massage or nail treatment, so we have that on site, too.
0: Well, it all sounds uh, absolutely fabulous. You can check out the website, hawksk.com and Sheldon Suga is the VP Managing Director of the K Resort in the Florida Keys, right in the middle. It's, uh, couldn't ask for a better location. Uh, thanks for your time, Sheldon. I appreciate it. Thank you, Randy. Well, if traveling to Italy is on your mind in the coming months, you might want to use the services of the website expatpal.com. It's designed to help guide you through Italy using the knowledge of local expats. So joining us now to explain it further is Joel Reddy. He's one of the co-founders of Expat Pal. Again, that website is expatpal.com. Hi, Joel. Hi, hey, Reddy. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Tell me about Expat Pal, how it began and what you're all about.
3: Sure. ExpatPal is a travel platform that connects travelers with like-minded local expats for personalized travel recommendations and inside tips that you can only get from somebody living there. Uh, as you know, the past couple of years, the travel industry uh, has been shut down. Travel industry, industry, the landscape of the travel industry, has changed quite a bit. So having the need for current local information is, is at its peak right now. And ExpatPal connects travelers with people living there for the most up-to-date current information on what's open and what's safe.
0: And now when you say living there, you're talking about Italy, right?
3: Correct, correct. We launched the platform last month in Italy, and uh, we'll look to expand throughout Europe uh, in the coming months and years.
0: So is that just uh, one place that uh, you and your co-founders know a lot about? Uh, Why Italy?
3: Well, it, uh, it actually goes back years ago. Um, I ran an online community for expats in France, Italy, and Spain mm-hmm. for 10 years. Okay. And years ago, I was in Italy on a business trip, and I met an expat who grew up in New England near me, and I told him I had some downtime looking for some things or recommendations on what to do and where to go. And he provided me with some, some, uh, recommendations on restaurants and some neighborhoods to walk through. Um, those experiences, uh, changed my ordinary business trip into an extraordinary one. Uh, And then later that same trip, I was with another expat down in Naples, and she happened to take me to a a local restaurant for lunch. Uh, there were no menus. Uh, there was no, um, there were no local, it was all locals. Nobody spoke English. Everyone sat family style. It was one of the best lunch experiences I've ever had. <laughs> and when I, was, uh, when I was flying back to Boston, I sat next to a couple who had a uh, – who spent two – were just returning from a two-week vacation in Italy. And I told them about my experiences, and one of their comments was, oh, we wish we had somebody to connect with in Italy prior to our trip. To get those type of recommendations, and from there, I knew with the expat community and their experiences, uh, there was something there to, to help travelers, um, you know, immerse themselves in the local culture and, and experience a, a destination like like the locals do.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I think that'd be very helpful. If you like, I've never been to to Italy, and uh, so it would be great to have someone there that you can connect with and kind of right. hold your hand and show you around and, and get to know the culture a bit, right?
3: Correct. Correct. Expats have a unique perspective of a destination. They first arrive there as a visitor, but through their daily activities, they get to know the, the destination like a local, and they fall in love with the country. They fall in love with the people, um, and they you know, the expat Pal, the expat power platform gives them an opportunity to share the country that they fall in love with with travelers, so they can get to experience it like they have, like they do.
0: And uh, so when I'm connecting, if I'm going to Italy and I want to connect with an expat pal, obviously I just go on your website is expatpal.com and whatever area that that suits me that I want to connect with someone. But it's not a, like a formal tour that they're giving, is it? It's it's more of a you kind of meet up and hey, like what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? What kind of thing and give advice. How do, like how does it work?
3: Correct. That is the one uh, one unique thing about expat pal. We do not have prepackaged tours. Everything is personalized based on the information that the traveler provides to us. So they would go to our website, they would they can search the website three different ways. They can search by destination, they can search by the experience that they're looking for, or if they know the pal that they want to connect with, they can, you know, search directly by the by the pal. And we, we call the expats our, our pals. Mm-hmm. Um so they go to our platform. They, um, they find a pal who shares their experiences um, or they feel that they could provide uh, information that is is most like them. So we try to leverage the like me principle. Uh, so then through our platform, they connect directly with that pal. And, um, you know, they, they, they tell the pal what exactly they're looking for. There may be a couple of uh, conversations online with the PAL and the traveler to to fine-tune things. Mm -hmm. But then the PAL gives them a personalized um, itinerary for what exactly they're looking to to do and where to go. We have four levels of service that our PALs provide. Uh, So if some travelers are just looking for uh, restaurant trips or off-the-beaten-path recommendations, Mm -hmm. we have a, a service for that. We also have services that range um, for, for full trip planning, as well as special events and, um, and large uh, group activities. Uh, we, can, we can help with that and everything in between.
0: Uh, yeah and I was going to ask that, and you kind of answered that already, that you, you connect sort of online with your Expat pal before you even leave. So if they've answered all your questions, uh, would you even need to to meet up with them or, or is that still you know part of the part of the package, part of the deal?
3: We do not offer the, uh, the ability to meet up with, with the traveler, uh, the traveler and the PAL. Okay. Um, if that is, if that is requested, uh, that request would come through us and then we would have to, uh, discuss that with the PAL. So, our platform is a secure platform, um, protecting the the safety of our of our pals as well as our travelers.
0: Got it. Ah, well, that answers uh, a lot right there. Uh, so now, tell me about the pals. Like, obviously, they're expats and they've been there for a while. And, and so, how do they get uh, involved in it?
3: Yeah. So, like I said, they're they're they've they fallen
0: in love with with Italy.
3: They want to share it with with others and our platform gives them an opportunity to monetize their, their local experiences and, and share it with, with others. So um, our PALS right now, like I said, we launched about a month ago. We have uh, PALS from nine different countries uh, on average. They've lived in Italy 18 years, and so they bring a, a tremendous amount of experience and knowledge of the country. Uh, there's 20 regions across Italy, and our pals span 18 of those of those 20. So we have most of the country covered.
0: Uh, and like I said, I've never been to Italy, so uh, can you give me some general tips on what Italy's like right now? What I need to know? I know we only have a couple of minutes, and there's, <laughs> Italy can be a big country to explore. There's different areas, but what kind of what kind yeah, of tips Italy... would you have just offhand?
3: Italy is a great country to explore, um, and it is opening up for travel. So that's, that's the great thing. Um, what I, I have not been to Italy in, in, in a while due to the, due to the pandemic, mm-hmm. but what I have heard from our pals is the landscape has changed. A lot of businesses were impacted by, uh, by the, the pandemic and the shutdown. Um, so having somebody local, having somebody there that knows what's open, what's safe is important. Um, so that's what, that's what our pals can provide.
0: Well, yeah. And it seems to me too, things are changing all the time. So if once I'm in Italy, I can still connect online, uh, to my pal to help me out, right?
3: Correct. Correct. Yes. You'll have, uh, you, you know, the, the dialogue between the, the pal and the travelers is open, uh, so that if you do have any questions, you can reach directly out to that pal or through our platform, us, and then we can connect to that pal.
0: Well, that sounds like a great idea. Like I said, uh, if you've never been to Italy, uh, you know it's it's nice to have someone there that can help you and, and guide you along. So, it's expatpal.com was the website. Joel Reddy is the co founder of Expat Pal. Uh, any uh, ex- plans for expanding outside of Italy in, in the coming in the future?
3: We do, we do. We want to uh, to test the, the the platform in Italy um, a little bit longer. But, as I mentioned, I'm in that, ex- that Expat community in France and Spain, so those would be the next two countries that we look to expand to, uh, and then we'll go through through Europe and then globally is the, is the long-term plan.
0: Expatpal.com is the website, as I mentioned, uh, and Joel Reddy, the co-founder of Expat PAL. It sounds like a, like a cool platform. Uh, Joel, thanks for uh, enlightening us. Thank you very much for having me. Appreciate it. And that is this week's Informed Traveler podcast. Remember, this is the podcast version of the Informed Traveler radio show, which is heard each week on Chorus Radio. You can find more information on the show at our website, theinformedtraveler.org. So thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, let us know, leave a review, tell a friend, or you can drop me a line. My email is randy at theinformedtraveler.org. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash informedtraveler or follow me on Twitter at informedtraveler.